Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick. Welcome to the Triple S Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Smith, and I'm here with my very first guest ever, my good friend, Tyrone Pierre, hey, a.k.a. Huezo MLB, a.k.a. Yeah. Huezo Adon, okay. many names, but <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend is here, and I'm oh, so man. happy you could be here for my first guest. Tell bro, us a little bit about yourself, Tyrone. Honor, man, I'm honored, you know. Thank you for having me, obviously. Of course, bro. First of all, this, yeah. is, this is my guy, so, you know. I've known him forever, and um, you know this is actually truly an honor, man. I'm I'm actually happy for you, you know. Like, Thank especially you. being someone Appreciate who's, you know, you're always involved with the community, and you you are well informed for the most part. So like I, I you know, it's, I think this is a great thing for you and a great platform. So it's uh, it's exciting, man. I'm definitely uh, happy to be here for sure. Thank you. So when I started this podcast, the one of the first people that popped into my mind to have on was you, yep. just because. The whole point of my podcast was to have former athletes, yep. coaches, yep. people that I know that have stories that people might not know about yeah. that can offer some perspective. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself and just your journey in sports, oh, music. Man. Just give, oh, yeah. give us a little bit about yourself. So, man, uh, I don't know. I kind of just came out the box. <laughs> no, but for real, um, you know, I just started off as an athlete, you know, from a very young age. Um, you know, my parents uh, put me into sports, mm-hmm. keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, they were adamant about that. They always wanted me to, you know, have some form of structure and discipline, even though, like, half the time I was probably, like, a hooligan, like, doing my own <laughs> shit, yeah. being an idiot. But, um, you know, you learn from your mistakes. But, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I started off playing basketball, soccer, trash at soccer, by the way, <laughs> complete trash. Uh, that's, like, a game of skills. And then uh, somehow, you know, just from ball, I met one of my boys, Jay King. Mm-hmm. I even met you guys in basketball, you know? I think so, yeah. Um, so, and then from there, you know, it was just, I don't know, man. One day I just ended up playing football. I think it was just word of mouth. There was yeah. trials, and I just went to the, the trials. All I knew was that I could run, and then that's it. I had yeah. no skill. I was lanky. I was weak, ugly, whatever you want to put. But, yeah, man, that's, that's really how it started. And then from there, you know, man, I just had to keep it pushing. I uh, started doing Gridiron Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a it's a it's an academy for athletes, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, yeah. whatever, and it allows you to um, stay on top of your academics as well. Yep. So shout out to those guys. Yep. And, Coach uh, Big. I actually did that with uh, you know with Brandon for several years. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. You know, we had opportunities to go down south and stuff. Yeah. Um, but do like I said, due to the fact that I, I did lack discipline in other in some areas outside of sports, like mm-hmm. education. You know, my academics wasn't really much of a priority for me. So. Um, that's when, you know, all those opportunities started to diminish and I was like, okay, yeah. well shit, I can't go to school here, here, here mm-hmm. because my great, you know what I mean? So then from there, man, it was just getting back to the drawing board, going, taking some classes, banging those out, yeah. getting your average up, working it up. And then, uh, here I am, man. I ended up going to, um, Laval University. Yeah. Uh, that was the decision of mine. Okay. Um, I spent four years there, played football, got drafted by Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a cool experience as well. But um, my story. This is where kind of my artist, you know, me being way so, um, mm-hmm. kind of starts. The story kind of picks up, just you know, due to injuries and stuff um, that I suffered while playing football. Um, you know, I, I had, I, you know, I've been extremely blessed as an athlete. Just you know, throughout my throughout my tenure or whatever as an athlete, um, with you know, I never really had any severe injuries, which yeah. was you know a major thing for me. But then obviously, you know, every athlete yeah, has yeah. that. I get, it happens yeah. to every athlete, bro. You go to that yeah. time period where it's like. Preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know what happens, and then you're, you know, you're stuck in your thoughts. Now you're just like thinking a bit too much, yeah. and you're putting blame on yourself when mm-hmm. it's not really, 
can't blame yourself. Exactly. You know, it's just what it's it is. Freak accident and times. and it molds you into who you you know who you are today. Like exactly. you wouldn't be doing this. You know what no, I mean? If I, I was still be, playing, I wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool and um you learn from those experiences, but at the same time you're still able to apply a lot of those lessons into exactly. your everyday life. Exactly. Um, and that's something I've been trying to do. Uh, yeah. So more and more of, but um, yeah, man, I, you know, and then I had the opportunity to play for the Red Blacks, yep. but then obviously um, due to the fact that I kept, I, I couldn't get cleared and I had to sign waivers to play. Um, you came to a, pre, a preseason yeah. game, man, I had ice on my knee. Like, yeah. so it was just like, it was, you know, a hassle for them. Cause I'm just like, a, I'm a liability. I'm not really, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm a walking injury, an injury waiting to happen. It's so it wasn't really like, yeah. you know, and now it's business. It's a transaction because they're paying you for something. They're paying you for a service. If you can't live up to it, mm-hmm. you can't live up to the you expectations. Can't the service. Yeah. Then you can't, you know what I mean? Next. Exactly. It's literally what it is. So, and that's fine, man. You know, you, and that obviously it doesn't feel good. Yeah. But, you know, your life moves on. You take exactly. it on the chin. And at that point, it's not even about, do you want to play? It's more about your, your body. My body won't. My body's not allowing me to pass the physical. Yeah, it's like shit. Okay, and look at Andrew Luck. I mean, that's you know? kind of the same position where I'm sure you still have a lot in the tank. Andrew Luck, I'm sure mm-hmm. still had a lot in the tank. I yeah, think he's man. only 29. Young. But he retired. Mm-hmm. He thought about his body first, and I mean, all respect to him. I I don't discredit the guy at all. For sure, because I've gone through injuries too. Yeah, so, yeah. but no, I wanted I... to also talk to you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's bounce back to when you were talking about how your opportunities kind of diminished when yeah. you were on your way from high school to university life. Or kind of at the end of your high school, so I, from what I've heard, uh, I think you had interest from Vanderbilt, was it? Yeah, which is a um, very big school in the states mm-hmm. uh, to play football at. Mm-hmm. And so, what was it like to know that you had that interest? And that's a big school. I'm sure you pictured yourself in that all black <sighs> Vanderbilt uniform with gold. the gold helmets. <laughs> I did. I'm v- sure you oh, pictured yeah. the crowds and everything. How did it feel? And how did you evolve from knowing you had that interest, but it not coming through for? Whatever the reason it was. Oh man, it was so difficult. I mean, well, first, first and foremost, like you know that feeling of you know, you, you know, you see, you're starting to see yourself catch some buzz mm-hmm. on on you know American websites. Now, yeah. being a Canadian athlete, we were going down there with Victor and Coach Scott and Coach um, I feel so, Cyril Legetti, yeah, uh, receiver coach. Shout out to Coach Cyril. Can't forget his name. Yeah, and you know they, they they devoted so much time and stuff towards the athletes and a lot of the kids like I like for me personally, I'm forever indebted. Not even because you know. Not even, not even because of football, but just because of what Vic was preaching and yeah. teaching us as young men. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he was re- really being a mentor to us. It was yeah. really like Boys and Girls Club, but like different, a different yeah, form yeah. of that. And, yeah. and, and that was cool to see, man. And, um, but it felt great. Uh, you know, I was, I, was on a, I was on a high. Like, I was mm-hmm. really just like, okay, like, I'm, I'm, I can do this. I can compete. I was going down there, you know, I was, I was seeing guys like Stefan Diggs, and I was seeing yeah. guys like... You know Jalen Smith, and those guys are star NFL players. Like these aren't like yeah. random star players. Like these are these are great players. They have mm-hmm. commercials. Like so, I'm seeing you know, and then I'm competing with those guys, and I feel good. And you know, I'm starting to get interest from Michigan, Michigan State, but then uh, Wyoming as well, Vanderbilt, um, Syracuse, and then some big schools. You know, there's some good schools, and then yeah. even Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, but Ohio, That's just Ohio Bobcats. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> And then the Youngstown, Ohio Youngstown as well. But okay. those are those are great opportunities and um, things that I always reflect on just because I'm like, yo, if I would have done that, you know, a bit differently, yeah. I would have, you know what I mean? But then yeah. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't. It's, it's so different, man. It's it's a it's a it's a bittersweet thing for me. Yeah. But um, yeah. it was it was definitely um, a positive that I didn't take advantage of. So 
literally like you know I'm seeing the progress that I've made mm-hmm. and instead of acting you know on it and doing something like to complete it to yep. complete the task achieve, attain my objectives yeah I did the complete opposite and like got you know big headed um I don't even know if it was more about me talking about myself or, or being boastful but or just like me just not caring I think I just didn't care enough yeah and that that was that was the main issue and then um you know obviously as a kid you're just hurt because you're seeing I, I had a bunch of my friends go down you know down okay. south and you know a bunch of guys down yeah. south and it's like oh shit like I could have been with those guys yeah. I played with those guys like come yeah. on like they're good but like I'm good too you know exactly all respect to the CIS but the NCAA I'm sure no one would say different is it's just a whole different animal. a whole different beast man yeah. and that's what that's where you want to go as a, as a basketball player as a, as a football player that's anything just, it's D1 and it's always D1 so um mm-hmm. That was, that was the thing for me. And once I realized that D1 was no longer an option and it was like CIS or, or U Sports or um, D2, that's when I was like, okay, well, I'm not going D2. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I know for a fact, like, Canadi- the Canadian education, you know, yeah. is it's still a good one. So, you know what I mean? I didn't want to pass, pass on that. So I decided to, you know, attend the University of Laval, man. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, I'm kind of happy that things turned out that way. Just because, I mean, at Laval, I, I didn't necessarily have the easiest time, but, you know, those, those trials and tribulations, yeah. like, I mean, the, like, they really helped me. Like, so yeah. now it's like, it's so much easier to bounce back from anything that happens. Like, if I get an injury, it's like, my mentality is so different. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's wired different. They completely, like, rewired my way of thinking, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and but, you broke a record while you're out there, huh? I did, I did. Uh, yeah. Single game receiving uh, yards. Shout there out my quarterback, yeah. Marc Antoine. Um... <laughs> Bro, that, that that was a game uh, I'll never forget, man. Yeah. And, and it was actually a game. I I actually dedicated that game. I never told anyone. I dedicated that game to Matt Cook. No I'll tell way. you why. Okay. The night before that game, yeah. I, I got a call that he was in a coma. Yeah. Um, And I literally, like on everything, I'll never forget it. I was on my couch, 797 Avenue Nere sitting on the couch the night before the game watching football. Got the call. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, and I was like, okay. Like, I don't know. Because I grew up with him, you know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. Um, that was a serious thing for me, and um, yo, like the next day, I don't know, man, I don't know what happened. I just told myself I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, put on a good game, send him some shit, and then yeah. talk to him after, and yeah. then that's exactly what happened, bro. I had a great game. Great game. I mean, um, couldn't have been, couldn't have happened any different. I, I just, it was such a perfect like when everything perfect, just lines up, everything yeah. just clicked, and you know, that day I just knew it would be a bit different, just because the quarterback and I were like we had a different form of communication. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, yo, like if they play cut. They play cut. Yo, we're taking it. Like, yeah, keep yeah. running. We're yeah. going to take it. Because yeah. he's going to bait and he's going to bite and cheat. You you run. I'm like, okay. Very first play. Boom. I'm like, 50-yard grab. I'm like, okay, wow. I have 50 yards first grab. Okay, this is going to be a nice game. <laughs> I love that You know, feeling. right away. You Get know? involved early. Yeah. Get involved yeah. early. Just so you shake the nerves it's off. It's so important as a receiver. Oh, it's so important. Because, yo, I'm going through it. Receivers about it's a it's really about getting in a rhythm. Yeah, it that's is. all it is. The you first I mean? target is more important than people. Like if your first target is a drop on a touchdown, how are you gonna continue that game? And some people are mentally tough enough to shake that off and just yeah. go out and have a great game. But I don't know if I could. I don't know if I'd have that mental strength. I actually dropped a touchdown that game. No um, way. I did. So you would have more than three eleven. I would have had more than three eleven. I would have probably it, had was more. It deep? A three. Oh, it was like gonna be like it was like a forty yard pass. I dropped it so bad. 340-something. Just barely. You know what? I dropped it because I cheated. Oh. And that's... I cheated okay. myself. So I didn't go... How's I won't that? lie. I just didn't go 100% on that play. I was gassed. I was tired. Canadian football... And you didn't think it was going to you? I knew it was going... Like... 
Shit, that sounds kind of crazy. I actually didn't think it was going to be facts. You're yeah. right. That's, it that's was a lot of times. He called double sluggos. I was like, okay, the other guy had a big mismatch. Like, you know, the other receiver on the other side is 6'5". You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, he's definitely going to that guy. Like, yeah. Just out of respect for his game, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as a football player, you should never think like that. As an exactly. athlete, you should never think like that. Yeah. It, should, it should always be full throttle. But if any of the receivers I coach are watching this, don't listen to, nah. uh, to Tyrone. Yeah, don't. Run your plays like every play is coming Dude. to you. You have to do it that way. Do. Just do it. In and case. For sure. Like, that's something that I, I always look at and I'm like, yo, I'm... I, Taking plays off isn't a yeah. thing, bro. You're supposed to yeah. leave it all all out there because some there's some people that will never have the opportunity to play again. Exactly. So you really got to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, and, and I just I was cheating. I cheated myself, bro. And I was like, yeah. I gave him a slant really hard, but then once it was time to like burst upfield on the sluggo, like I just kind of like you know stride it yeah. nonchalant, but no yeah. no burst. You know, no actual yeah. sense of urgency. And then before you know it, the ball's right here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, if I was running, it would have been like one of these. Exactly. But because I was like a late, like I was a bit late, yeah. it was like I really tried to reach for it and it was just like barely on my face. And you could see it too when you're watching it on TV or whatever when a receiver kind of is running and then you see them pick up you at the last it. second. Yeah. yeah. Bro, what do you think happened? I got chewed out. I got yeah, chewed out on the sidelines. Yeah. Like for like five minutes. Imagine that getting chewed out in a game where you had 311 yards. I didn't even have the yards at that time though. I didn't oh, okay. So it was early. Okay. Yeah. This okay. is still like second quarter. Yeah. And at that point, I had like I had to already score a touchdown. I think I had like 120 yards like, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then yeah, man, um, come back out. And now I'm like, okay, shit, that's on me. Yeah. But it's like move. It's done. It's over with. Moving forward, you know, what can we do to change and have an impact on the game? Because exactly. I think that game went down to the wire at the end of the day. We won. We won by two points. I didn't even know that. To be yeah. Honest. So yeah. So like. I thought it was. I just assumed it was a blowout. No, no, blow Normally it's Tyrone a blowout. Three eleven. Yeah. Normally it's a blowout, yeah. but I think just because I was such a tar- I was targeted that day like a lot, mm-hmm. maybe like fifteen times. Wow. Like, that's unheard of at Laval. It is. So I feel like that. That's what kind of like you know no one else on our offense was in a rhythm. So I, I kind of feel like that's the reason why it was such a close game. You know, Fair normally enough. we yeah. spread the ball, get the you know drive the field. Exactly. So much easier when you spread it, when you're spreading the ball, right? Because then yeah. the defense doesn't know who to yeah. key in on. So yeah. exactly. But no, nah, man, that was a cool one, man. And um, I'm forever, I, lo- I love that. I love that, uh, you know, that little uh, accolade. So it means a lot to me, though, awesome. for sure. Yeah. When you were telling that story, it uh, reminded me of a time, I have a funny story to tell. Uh, so I was training at King Football. You might have been there. Yo. It was, when it, it was a wintertime session, so we're in the dome over <sighs> their new home field. And uh, we're doing one-on-ones. Yeah. And we're going, so I'm a high school kid at the time. I think I was in grade 12. And we're also running with other high school kids at receiver and DB. And the Ottawa U guys, and too. And some of the Ottawa U guys who were also training during the offseason. I remember this, I think. So I lined it up with uh, one of the Ottawa U DBs. I can't remember. Did who they have was. dreads? Was it the, one of the black? Was it a black guy? It wasn't Jamie oh. Harry. Oh, it wasn't no. Jamie Harry. No, it was an older guy. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong name, so I'm just going to say that I can't remember for now. If I remember, I'm gonna I'll pull it up. But one of the Ottawa UDBs, I'm, I think he was a starter. If not a starter, he was a good player. And uh, so I got the rep one on one. I had a fade, so I'm pretty excited. I'm like, okay, I think I can take him. Yeah, fades are nice. So I get off the line, mm-hmm. stem him inside as if I'm gonna get a little in breaking route, little shake, cut back outside to the fade. I had him beat. It was beautiful. Like the the throw was on point. I beat him. I had about three yards on him, and it was just so perfect that I decided I was gonna high step. To get the ball. And when I started high-stepping, before I had the ball, uh, 
obviously I slowed down and then I noticed at the last second I wasn't on pace for the ball anymore. Tried to speed back up. Just skin the fingertips. Jeez. No catch. You know what I mean? And, that's and I was I was the clown of the next of probably month of sessions. But yeah. That's just when your confidence gets story. the best yeah, of you, yeah. man. That's what, I was that's too what excited. Yeah. But you know what though? That's like that's okay though. Like yeah. the fact that you're feeling yourself, like that's okay. As a football player, yeah. bro, like things that people that you want to understand about an athlete is like you have to be cocky, especially your receiver and your ability and DB. Yeah, yeah. because like, damn, if you're not getting involved early early on in the game, like you, your like mentality can't change. You exactly. can still gotta tell yourself like, yo, I'm the guy. Yeah. They brought me here for a reason. Like mm-hmm. you can't let it. You know, you can't yeah. let your mind wander too much. And um. Yeah, man. Like I feel like that's, you know, it's gonna happen, bro. You're gonna drop passes. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna miss tackles. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna fumble. Yeah. But it's about how do you, how do you, how do you get back up? How do you re- respond to adversity? How exactly. do you, you know what I mean? Like what's, exactly. what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. You know. So that's what it's all about for me, man. Yeah. Just underdog mentality. There you go. So I wanted to come back, loop back to something that we were talking about a little bit earlier. We're mm-hmm. talking about Coach Vic and Gridiron. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of made me think about something I wanted to ask you. So. I'm not sure how aware you are of it, but mm-hmm. within our community, uh, Coach Vic gets quite a quite a lot of flack a from lot. Uh, some local other coaches from uh, like Encafa teams or mm-hmm. summer teams uh, about just a lot of negative things are being said about him. And I'm a person like you who trained with Gridiron, and yeah. I'm sure that so the way you're nodding, I'm sure you've heard some of the stuff that's been said about him. And I personally am of the mind that so I'm someone who came from Gridiron. I've yeah. been there. And I hear things said about gridiron that I know for a fact are not true. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes people will say, "Oh, well, it's changed since you were there." And I'm like, "Well," and it's coming from it's always coming from someone who has no affiliation to gridiron. Mm-hmm. They don't have a kid in gridiron. Always. They've never been a part of gridiron. Always. always. But they heard from someone who heard. Yeah. So I just wanted to get your take, kind of, on the way Coach Vic is represented, and if you could just kind of shine a light on what what you think about Coach Vic. Yeah, man. Honestly, Coach Vic is like. Man, that guy is just inspirational. Because to think about it, when he started Gridiron, I think Coach Vic was about 25 years old. Yeah. Like, he's a young guy, man. Like, 20, 20, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And, man, he had an, an entire academy, like, of kids. Like, you know? I feel like some some people think he's selling dreams, but it's not even that. That's not no. what he was doing. He's no. telling you that, yo, you want to play sports, cool. But, like, there's this is beyond sports. This is bigger than sports. It is. I'm trying to teach you guys a way of life. Like, it's a lifestyle. You know? How to be a man. Like, you gotta be a man. Yeah. So, like, this is what you have to do. You have obligations. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing your homework. You're supposed to be studying. Yeah. You're supposed to be devoting X amount of time for your to your academics and then mm-hmm. to your sport and Training then to whatever else. Also, yeah. You know, everything else comes after. That's mm-hmm. all he was trying to teach you was how to prioritize time management. Yeah. And things like that. You know what I mean? Like, Coach Vic can care. I think I pers- I think he can care less whether or not you make it to the NFL because that's not what he's doing it for. That's not his why. No. That's not the reason. It's not to get to the NFL and MLB. Exactly. It's really to just give you a better opportunity at life and, and yeah. make you know he's trying to help you better yourself. Yeah, exactly. Literally a mentor position. So when I hear things said about him like oh like oh he's you know picking favorites and d- doing that and this I'm like honestly a lot of the kids there it's gridiron works for the kids who apply themselves exactly and that's it. And That's the best that way I could put he's, it. He's upfront about that. He never says, oh, come with me. You're going to get a scholarship. Nope. At least while I was there, yeah. I was told, if you come here, you work hard. I have the connections yes. to help you get yes. scholarships. That's all If you was. work hard and you shine. And it's that like, part's on you. And that's all. it's all on you. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's really all on you. It's about how often do you show up? 
Are you there? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you there early? Are you doing? Are you stretching? Are you doing your warm up? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you cheating yourself? Are you? Are you? Or are you taking your craft seriously? Yeah. That's all it is. He's really just trying to. It's it's he's really shining light on the fake. So if you're real, it'll show. Exactly. And if you're not meant to be there, it'll show. Exactly. And that's all he's trying to. You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. don't take it as a you know as a sign of him you know picking favors and stuff like that. It's not even about that. It's it's bigger than that. Because yeah. I've seen kids some some of the most talented kids not go. Including myself, not going down south, and then I've seen kids with you know what I mean who work, you know some of the hardest working kids. Like I know Eli Anku who was new. Eli Anku was new, did, was raw football player. You know what I mean? Didn't have the most. He didn't have the best football IQ, yeah. but he had a lot to work with with the size. Mm-hmm. Look at him now, hard worker. Jackson that guy's Jaguars. the hardest worker I've ever like I've yeah. ever trained with. And look at him now, Jacksonville Jaguars NFL. Yeah. It all makes sense, right? It does. And yeah. Yet I was like. Viewed as old, one of the most talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like you know what I mean. So you get it's not even about exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly is. So exactly. That's what I feel, and I, I feel it's unfair to him and his family because um, they're doing a great thing in the community, man. They just mm-hmm. had a, a football camp with Eli. Um, yeah. You know, that we both volunteered at. We both volunteered at, yeah. and that's great, man. It, it, I really just think um, he's really trying to give kids an opportunity and, sh- and tell them that yo, there's bigger things outside of the city. There's yeah. there's a whole world ahead, like in front of you. Exactly. Now it's like it's up to you what you want to do with it. Yeah. He's bringing you down south, giving you all these connections. Now, these people that you meet down south, you can stay connected with them. You know what I mean? It's a network. Now it's it's literally it's literally bigger than it football because then you could you even when you're done football, you know exactly. you never know. He might need an assistant coach. He might yeah. need this. He might need that. Someone. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's all on you, right? What yeah. do you do with those those encounter you yeah. know those encounterments? What, what do you do with those 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 moments? I guess yeah. um, in those moments. Um, but um, nah, man. Coach Coach Vic has always been an important person yeah. to me, and yeah. uh, I, like I said, I'm forever indebted, and I, I appreciate everything him and Charmaine have done for myself and uh, yeah. you know, all my peoples for sure. So and even further to that, like just to show even further that Coach Vic isn't just about football, and he doesn't just care about the kids that make it out. Every time I see Coach Vic, he lives around where I live. Yeah, yeah. And I might be walking uh, to or from someone's house, or I might be driving and I see him and he's walking with his uh, with his family. Yeah. Every yeah. time I see him and I stop and talk with him, he tells me that he's proud of me. Sure. And uh, he's asked me how I'm doing and how I'm doing at work and how's the new job, how's this, how's that. He really genuinely cares and stops to talk to me, find out how I'm doing, make sure everything's okay. So, and I'm one of the people that didn't go D1. I stayed in the CIS. Yep. Coach so, Vic actually... Him and I spoke about you, you just yeah. speaking about exactly what you just said. And he's like, "Man, look at this guy. He's been doing this, but like, if you take it in, like, it's like even though he's not playing pro or whatever, mm-hmm. look at all the other things he's doing. Yeah. It's not like he took a loss anywhere. If, if anything, he's gaining. Yeah. And he told me that. He told me that just because, like, obviously I could relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm true, like, true. okay. So we had a deep conversation. He's like, Yo, look, like he's like, you're good. You're fine. Like, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. Coach is like you can you can go to Coach Vic about anything. It's not even yeah. about football. I talk to Coach Vic about women, and school, anything, anything, yeah. business, this jobs, anything, life. Like what I'm struggling with, you know. If he has advice, if he yeah. doesn't, he'll tell you. Yo, honestly, like shit, bro. I'm like bone. He calls me bone. T bone. Yeah. T bone. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and he'll just tell me, and he'll always keep it real. He's actually like a big brother, but like. I don't have to filter anything with Coach Vic. I can just tell him how it is Good. and keep it real. And then yeah. he accepts me for you know for who I am, and that's it. And I accept him for who he is too. So exactly, uh, yeah, man, I love that guy for that for sure, man. Yeah. I do appreciate him. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that kind of just one last thing on Coach Vic that kind of boggles my mind is, so I this year I'm coaching with the uh, the Orleans Raftsmen, the uh, the junior Raftsmen, the yeah. Bantam age team, 
And I know this coach. I guess. Pardon? It's a new league. I never. Like... Uh, it's kind of NCAFA, which is a national capital amateur, amateur football, football association yeah, for those yeah. who don't know yep. which is kind of the community football league that me and Tyrone both played <laughs> growing up Panthers shout out Panthers Panthers hey. although I'm not coaching with them right now okay. unfortunately <laughs> so yeah I'm with the Orleans Rasmus Bantam team and um, so I noticed at a few practices Coach Vic has been out with uh, with uh, son Carter and he's just there kind of helping out he was at our first game yeah, uh, helping out with the peewee team I mm-hmm, believe so mm-hmm. to all the people that kind of say that what he does is steal kids away from city football and he volunteers at city football. So. Yeah. And there's a couple of gridiron kids on, uh, on our team, the Orleans junior Rassman. So. It's not even about, he's not trying to steal kids from city football. The whole point is to give them a better opportunity. So if they, if they have better opportunities elsewhere not, why not exploit those? Why not take advantage exactly. of those? Or why not put them in the best situation for themselves and their family? Like, yeah. you know, like if he can do this, or yo, if I can get him in, to go to Cali and go to school in Cal, and then he can make the connection to you know maybe work and you know like go to the Bay Area. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Tech world out there is crazy. Yeah. You know Silicon what I mean? Valley. Silicon Valley is it's a different it's a different world. Like I'm yeah. think I'm telling you everything Vic does is calculated. It's not just to do things just to do them for the sake exactly. of doing them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's crazy to me, man, because he's really just sending kids, giving getting them a free education, so their parents pay zero dollars. Yeah. Which is like the most important, like that's the most important thing. He's really giving your kids a free education. Yeah. If you look, if you want to look at it, in all grand scheme of things, like that's really what he's doing. So yeah, it's not about like it's really not about football. That's like no. it's not about football. Exactly. Coach Vic is it's way it's deeper than that. Gridiron Academy is is way deeper than that for sure, and and it shows. Like they yeah. sent they've sent over twenty athletes to, to school in university. So I mean. You know, everyone we we played with is pretty much went to university. Yeah, think about definitely. It. Every yeah. single one, like Matt Renault, you, yeah. Keith. Whether it's CIS or you know what I mean, or, uh, down south. All of us went to yeah. university. That's crazy. And like, how many how many more coaches could say that they put a whole academy through uni- Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's That's good, true. man. Yeah. So speaking of being more than just football, as Coach yep. Vic is, you're someone who's also. Very multifaceted is the word I would use to describe you. Okay. So you're involved in, in football, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're involved in making music. You're a very fashionable person. I always mm-hmm. see you doing modeling kind of shoots. So how do you kind of handle having such a busy schedule being so multifaceted? And you're probably being pulled in a lot of different directions. Rehab from the injury. And then you got to go and record in the studio. And then you might go be, take some pictures and yeah. just work on fashion. How do you handle all that? Honestly, the the agenda's been the... Oh, you like, brought it out, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Real, this agenda's actually been, like, like the most important thing. Um, it's difference maker. Like, yeah. just writing everything down in this agenda, like, makes life so much easier because now I have, like, a to-do list and then I can check things off and then I know what I, what needs to be done that day. And, like, you know, we're just bounce, balancing work, music, and all these different things. It, it is very tiring and, and exhausting, but... Like, it's whatever, man. I enjoy doing music. I enjoy... There making music isn't even, like... Um, it doesn't take effort, bro. When it's it's not require, requiring any um, physical, like... It doesn't feel like a hassle. It doesn't. And, it, like, you know what I mean? It's literally just me and a mic, and whatever I have written down, whatever is go- I'm going through, whatever I feel like the people want to hear, because mm-hmm. it's not even just about you now. You have to think about yeah. the other people on the other side, the consumer and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. So, um... But, yeah, and, um... Yeah, man, it's just... it's it's, it's it's fun, man. It's a fun process. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't oh, know I'm of. I'm sure, I'm you know, sure. You know, just the administrative stuff, uh, clearing the song, lyrics, uh, registering the song, making making sure everyone has the right cuts. Um, there's so many different things that go into it, but it, it's fun, man. And uh, 
honestly, balancing it is something I, I've had, I've been struggling with. Um, just finding the right balance. I still don't think I have the right balance, but okay. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been able to do it, but I just know I'm taking hits in other areas like yeah. sleep. Right. Yeah. I'm not oh getting the goodness. rest. Me too. Sometimes some nights I probably get four hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know what I mean. So it's just like it's not the healthiest, but. I'm like I'm willing to sacrifice a bit of a bit of sleep and stuff like that. Just just you know. You have a song called No Sleep. Yeah, man, it's okay. <laughs> like it's okay. Like I'll sleep later, man. I'll, I feel like I'll sleep when I'm retired and like you know washed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like for now, I just have so many things I want to do, man. And there's so many things like investments I want to start investing in. There I want to set Smart. myself up right for later on in life. I want to mm-hmm. start doing these things, and you know, I just had a meeting yesterday. Like, yo, what's your plan for the next five years? And you're going over over those things and. That's when you really take things in, like, yo, I'm no longer a kid now, like, I'm a man, so, like, yep. okay, boom, put your, you know, thinking hat on, yep. thinking, ca- thinking cap on, and let, let's, you know, let's, let's work, but, um, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a bit difficult, but, you know, I have great guys, like, you know, Chris, Pharaoh, um, MLB, the entire MLB, mm-hmm. that they just kind of alleviate the pressure, so they make it that much easier for me to, um, you know, to operate, and, you know, and whatever I need help with, Chris, I just call Chris, I always call Chris, I probably harass him, yeah. like, every <laughs> single day. But I tell him like, I, there's, who else am I gonna call? I gotta call you, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And you gotta have your boys. You know? he, and he always, always like, no matter where the conversation is going, like, it, it, it's always okay. What's the solution? How are we gonna, mm-hmm. how are we gonna solve this? Here's, here's what we have to do. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And it gets done. You know what I mean? That's so, how it has to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in all realness, man, it's it's a lot to balance. But I enjoy everything. I enjoy it all, man. And then you know, fashion is just like a. Um, Another thing I love, man, is just clothes. Like, who doesn't like being fresh? I mean, yeah. you're fresh. You're a fresh guy. Thank you. you know, <laughs> like every time I see you guys step out, we're all clean. So, um, it's all about just for me. It's it's about pre- presenting yourself, being presentable. Like, you, I feel like you feel good. You feel good when you look good. Same yeah. thing when football. When I looked good and I had the visor and the whole. Oh man, yeah. like. I'm in a different when lane. When we were younger, right all the bands, oh. you had 30 bands on Bro. each arm, I'm in 40 di- bands on each leg. But you felt like you were on, in a different world. Like, yo, this Seven is sleeves. not on my level because I got 18 bands on my arm. <laughs> but that, whatever that, that is, it made you believe in your ability and it made you, you know what I mean? It gave you that yeah. confidence. So I feel like fat, like same thing with fashion, it just gives you that confidence. Now you go into a meeting at work and you're dressed to the T. You, yep. you feel good and you sound well. You're well-spoken. You speak well, sorry. And you know, man, brownie points. It's just yeah. you know, it's just one of those things, man. I just feel like you know, it's very important. Fashion. The first ten seconds is normally when people, you know, yeah, they make their they make their judgments. You know, judgments. Yeah. exactly, man. So the, you yeah. you got to make sure you're always uh, on point. There um, you go. So yeah, man. Yeah. So a little bit kind of related to that. Talking about the uh, the fashion game, so mm-hmm. I know you're a big sneakerhead. I'm a mm-hmm. big sneakerhead oh, you're too. You're a huge sneaker. <laughs> Jordan, my friend Jordan, is, uh, is helping us with the camera work. He's a huge sneakerhead too. JBL Fuego. JBL Fuego, as they call him. So, on that note, just wanted to ask you, what's your favorite kind of shoe? If you had to wear one, I, I already know this answer, but some people might not know this answer. Mm-hmm, no facts. If you could only wear one type of shoe, you can have different designs, but uh, the same type of shoe, what would it be? You know what, though? Like, now that you asked the question, I'm actually thinking about it a bit You're going to change it? So tell the, uh, tell the people what we all thought you would say. Okay, so like, uh, I don't even know though, because I still like, it's the still AF1 might be my lows? favorite. I like the Air, Air Force One lows, man. And all white. Yeah. Um, we both have those same, uh, yeah. with the felt swoosh, the red and blue swoosh. <sighs> so clean. Those are amazing. So I clean. I like those ones. Those yeah. ones are nice. But I just I just feel like they're, they're, it's a cheap shoe, and it, there's so many colorways, and it just allows you to, and they're comfortable too, man. Yeah. Like, 
And they look great. They look great with anything. Like, you so you can't really go wrong with AF ones. You can't, cause yeah. like I've seen like uh, Skip Bayless wear Air Force Ones with a suit. Like, what? Mm-hmm. yeah, I probably wouldn't do that, but like it looked kind of fire though. Like you have a little tailored suit, you know, tailored pants. And it looks yeah. kind of cool, man. I like Air Force Ones. I really like Jordan Ones. Mm-hmm. But then I think you really got me into um, well, like you guys really got me into like the Air Maxes and oh man, Air Maxes is a different world That's... too, bro. The Air Maxes are comfy shoes, man, and Air I need Max more of those. Amazing. Like the I need Vapor like, Maxes too. Vapor Max are crazy. Um, love, love it. So I'd say Air Force Ones first. I have to give a top three: Air Force Ones, yeah. Jordan Ones, and then I'll go. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to go. You're trying to pick one of the Air Maxes, aren't you? Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Either the ninety fives. Yeah, I would say ninety. Yeah, ninety fives. I like the ones too. The plus ones. The, the yeah. ones are clean. But I don't anyways, know if you, you saw, but well, you came in before me. Actually, it's just my house. But uh, Tyrone actually beat me home. So upstairs, I actually have the uh, Have a Nike Day Air Max ones. Nice You'll see them when you're uh, when you're on your way out after this. But uh, oh, the orange ones. They have a bit of uh, this kind of color teal. They have okay, a bit no. of pinkish purple. A uh, bit of black. What you sent me the picture of last time? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. those. Yo, those are clean. Yeah, and, I love those. Oh man. Yeah. I just feel like no matter what I do in life, I'll never have enough sneakers. No. Like, there's always more to purchase. There's always new colorways, and there's always more yeah. out there. So like, that's that's just literally what it is. Like with fashion, like mm-hmm. sneakers is a huge part yeah. of that, bro. Like. Oh, so man. so you said the Air Force ones, like, then. You said the Jordan ones, Jordan and then ones. you said Air Max yeah. ones for yeah. your top three shoes. So if you had to pick one shoe, one colorway, your just top shoe overall. Air Force you ones, man, all white. All white. Can't go wrong. Yeah. With a little uh, silver buckle on the end of the laces, or no buckle? I mean, the laces can like vary. I, I could switch up the laces, I mean. True, true. That's a good question. The I feel buckle, like you see like, those more on the black ones. Yeah. But if you're wearing those black Air Force One lows, you're going to commit a crime. Like, Yeah, I'm good on you, the black you don't, Air Force You don't wear those unless you're committing a crime. Yeah, yeah. Those are for the savages. <laughs> Stay away from the black Air Force One lows. Tonino, um, I'm, I'm looking at you, man. <laughs> the, uh, the, um, the Air Force One, uh, no, I think the all whites, man. The, yeah. um, uh, we call them coca whites, cocaine whites, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. It's just mm-hmm. the pure whites. Um, yeah, they're really, really, they're just clean. You first get them out, out of the box, just they look perfect. I mean, yep. now that I know that there's other other colorways, I don't really care about the whites. But if there's one shoe I yeah. can wear, it's that because it could go with anything. I could wear it with anything. So yeah. definitely, uh, that shoe, man. Yeah. That's a yeah. You made me think about that for a bit. So there, uh, there's also a pair. I think I sent them to you, but you probably had already seen them. The uh, the white ones that had red bandana. <laughs> They, the the check was a red bandana design, the sole or the midsole or outsole, midsole. Oh, midsole. The midsole was also red bandana, and I think uh, on the tongue was red bandana. Uh, I'll put a picture on my story the yeah. day that this episode Gosh, drops. You guys can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, those were some of the cleanest Air Force One lows I've ever seen. Those. Yeah, you sent me that. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about on that. Instagram. You sent me that, yeah, the other yeah. day I just seen that. Oh, my bad. I was really thinking about that. Yeah. Um. A lot of those were clean. Uh, like you said, uh, the last pair I don't really, I'm not really a fan of. The very last pair. Yeah, just yeah. Look kind of on odd. that post that I sent you, yeah. Um, but like, man, like I said, like with Air Force Ones, you could literally toy with the colorways. Like there's so many things you could do. And like, um, I just, yeah, man, like you can go all solid. You can go solid colors. You can go all red. Mm-hmm. Boom. Like Belly, Belly made some custom Air Force Ones. They go crazy. Like they're all red. The, the, the soul's black. It okay. looks so clean. And nice. I'm just like, man, like, 
There's so many things you could do with it. You can't go wrong. But yeah. sometimes doing too much is like doing too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Less, less is more sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you just want to keep it. I feel like simplicity is everything for me. Like it's always about keeping things like simple. But obviously, like the band, the shoe with the bandana and yeah, stuff. Yeah, those were crazy. Those are those are crazy. Yeah. Like. Especially for you, someone who sometimes I yeah, see you tie, like tie up the, a bandana. Imagine you had a maybe a white tee, red bandana, ripped jeans, oh. those Air Force Ones on. That'd be insane. You just gave me an idea, bro. You gotta find you think a place I'm joking? to buy those, bro. That's the thing. But I feel like with with social media and like you know Instagram being a, such a big platform and stuff, you can, it's so easy. Like you literally can direct message anybody across the world. Yeah, you know. Those shoes are probably most likely in North America somewhere, like in the States. Somewhere, somewhere. yeah. So I'm sure, like, it'll be hard to find because they're limited edition, but you just got to know the right people, I guess, sometimes. Hopefully, we can find them. If not, bro, there's more shoes out there, bro. We'll just just keep it moving. Exactly. So let's switch lanes a little bit and talk about the upcoming NFL season. So we're very close. I think it's eight days, eight days left. Let's go. So... Wait, so, were, so I think it's seven days actually. Is there a Thursday night game? Because today we're Thursday. Thursday. There is a Thursday night I think game. it's seven days away. It's either seven days or I think ten days if, if it starts on Sunday. Uh, but either way, just a little bit on the NFL the season. NFL so schedule, man. <laughs> as I know, other people might not know, you're a big Philadelphia I Eagles am. fan. I am. Is there any other teams that you... <laughs> there it is. Is there any other teams that you, uh, that you like to cheer for in the NFL? Honestly, I like to watch... Uh, I just really watch like the great players, man. Yeah, I really that's what it's it like is. sometimes it's not even about like I could hate your team and despise your team. Like I used to watch Odell Beckham Jr. because he was on the like not because he was on the Giants, sorry, but because of who we like his talent. Not Saquon because you Barkley. like the Giants, but because yeah. you like Odell. Yeah. yeah. Saquon uh, Saquon Barkley, same thing. I would watch the, the Giants just to see like, yo, what are these guys gonna do today? You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. I know they're great. But it's like those teams are trash. That Giants team is trash. Like I hate the Giants. Like what? We're in the same division. I hate yeah. the Giants, but I would watch their games. But I, I'm really like, I really watch like, man, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen. I watch yeah. the Chargers a lot. Just I love Keenan Allen. So you I identify watch, with receivers as oh, a receiver. I, 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 I really just watch the receiver. Antonio Brown. Like, I'm going to start watching the Oakland Raiders a bit. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, the Cleveland Browns is like one of the teams to watch like, scary. this year, man. They're That's looking scary. really nice. You know, they, I like their quarterback. I'm a really big fan of Baker Mayfield. And then they got Jarvis. I like Jarvis a lot. Mm-hmm. He's like a running back, a Former receiver. Dolphin. <laughs> Jarvis is like, Jarvis gives that team life, though. Yeah. And then Odell just adds that little cherry on top, where it's like, shit, you didn't even need this, but now you have it. Because they got Kareem Hunt, too, let people yeah. forget. So, um, the Bear, uh, the Browns are going to be a cool team to watch, but normally, man, I just, I'm so, it's, it actually varies. It depends on who's playing yeah. that day. But if it's not, mainly the Eagles and everybody else after, it's like, just look for, it's an afterthought. It's like, whatever. Yeah. I just look for, like, talent. Good players. Good yeah. players and... You know, good matchups, bro. Yeah. You want to watch those games, those NFL games of the week. So, so yeah. on the note of, like, we both played receiver. Yeah. And I'm sure when you talk about top tens and yeah. one of the first ones you probably go to is receiver. I know I immediately will go to receivers first. So, who's number one right now? Am I going based on what, though? The because best if, because overall like, receiver today going because, into the 2019 season. AB's been in the league longer than... You know, it's hard for me to compare A.B. and Odell just because of the the, the career. Like, A.B. Yeah. is, what, 10th year? Odell, you know? Or, like, a Julio and, like... Um, mm-hmm. D-Hop. D-Hop. That's, like... Honestly, man... Okay, right now... Right now, I'm going to have to go 1A, 1B. So, if I'm going touchdowns, yardage, receptions, overall production, playoff, 
Antonio Brown. It has to be. Like, there's that's un, like mm-hmm. that can't be a question. That's like mm-hmm. undeniable. Like that's a thing. Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the NFL. He has the stats to prove it. So unless you guys, you know, think otherwise or have anything else to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. He has to be number one, two. Well, one A, one B, Julio Jones. The yards. I mean, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, an issue for me. Because, like, the yards are cool, but, like, yo, you need those tugs. Like, in fantasy, I need the touchdowns. Like, your team needs those touchdowns. And it's not like it's him. Like, he's so unselfish that he actually allows other receivers to get open and score touchdowns. So, his teammates probably have way more touchdowns than him. But he's way better than them. Calvin Ridley had over 10 touchdowns as a rookie. Why? And I think in that same season, Julio had three. See what I mean? And Calvin Ridley had 10 or 11 as a rookie. So, I like the way Julio works, man, because it's it's not about him. It's never about him. It's always about, you know... Greater purpose. It's always about the team. What 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 can I do to help the team? Yeah. And um, that's what I like about Julio. And then three, I would go D Hop right now. Yeah. Because he just has the best hands I've ever seen in my life. I've never it's seen insanity. anyone. It's insanity. Yeah, I've never seen any like his hands. I think he literally wears like five X, like four X. Like his be. fingers are like this. So and I think he cuts. He has to the cut webs. them in the yes. Because yeah. his fingers are so big that it yeah. won't fit. He has to cut them, so he could feel his hands like. Feel his fingers. That's crazy. The only other person I know that's ever done that is Curly. Curly Gins Jr. Our friend Curly Gins Jr. plays yeah. for the Toronto Argonauts. Shout out to Curly. Your big he's hands. The, oh, <laughs> huge hands. And that's yeah. definitely a part of the reason why he's in the league, man. As a receiver, they always look for receivers with the biggest hands. Like yeah. that's a thing. Because it's just that much easier to catch the ball. Yeah. You know, you have softer hands. Um, I'll go four. I'll go so D hop three. Four. I'll go um just on um, talent, like Yo, yeah. man, it's so hard because, like, I so feel many like guys. so many guys. There's so many great receivers right now. Like, you know, like, I could really go. Talent, Odell Beckham Jr. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. But then it was, like, the fifth spot is so, like, it's up There's in the air. So many I got guys. Keenan Allen. I got Devontae Adams. Yep, I was going to say, you better not forget about A lot of people forget about Devontae Adams, Devontae which Adams I don't really nice, understand. bro. He's so nice. Because he's not the biggest star on his offense because they have Aaron Rodgers. I think that's bro, where it might be. Devontae Adams lives lives in Green Bay. So I think that's part of the reason why, um, you know, Wisconsin or whatever. I think that's part of the reason why, um, you know, he's not in a big market. So that's probably why that's he true. flies under the radar. That's true. If you watch his games... Like he's a he's playing basketball. Like he's playing basketball. His releases are all like crossovers. It's yeah, all like yeah. cr- it's literally. You watch his hands. You you could see the ball. Like you picture mm-hmm. the ball in his hands. It's and it's 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 beautiful to watch. It's like he's painting on a uh, blank canvas. Yeah. You know. That's I've always why found I, that about being receiver. It is. You're literally just painting and doing whatever you want to do. You could add your own creative twist to it as long as you're getting to that that spot. It's about yeah. it's about timing. Um, but Devontae Adams, shoot man, Adam Thielen. White Thielen chocolate. Yeah. Thielen's cold. Yeah. What about, uh, what do you think of Mike Evans? Cold too. Yeah. Big, big target, big body. And Mike Evans, Mike Evans can run. But damn, there's like, oh, man, I don't even know. There's like, is I, that, this is a we, tough We, we could cap it at, we could cap it at, uh, but I'm going to cap it at five. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to cap it at five, bro. I think, I think, I think after, um, Odell. I think so after Odell, I'm going to put either Keenan Allen, either Tyreek Hill, um, yeah, I can't forget about Tyreek. Problem. As Jalen Ramsey said, he's just a return specialist, but Jalen yeah, right. Ramsey was wrong. He was e- eating up them <laughs> he jags. He had 1,400 though. yards and yeah. over 10 touchdowns, I think. Yeah, man. I think he had over 10 touchdowns, if like, I'm not mistaken. You know, and then there's just like guys like Amari Cooper I'm excited to see. Yeah. Have him having a full season in uh, Dallas can make mm-hmm. a huge difference. Um, yeah, there's just a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of talent in the league. A lot of receivers, man. It's, it's like oversaturated right now, but it's a good thing, man. It's, it's, it's fun to watch, it. you yeah. know? Because now I can watch any game and I'm going to see a nice receiver, so it's, yeah. like, it's okay. Before, it was like, 
I don't like these, this team's receivers. I'm not watching that game, yeah. you know? But now it's like, you know, it's a bit more spread and balanced, which is cool. But yeah. Nice. So if you had to say maybe one or two receivers that when you were growing up and just throughout your whole career playing, yeah. two receivers that you looked up to most and you kind of tried to model the, your game after them. And when you play, you kind of try and look a bit how they look when they stem and run routes, catch the ball, high point the ball, that kind of stuff. I think I know one of them you might say. Who? Des Bryant. Ah, uh, how'd you even guess that, bro? That's crazy. I just, I know, and I knew man. he was going to say that. That's, that's actually crazy. I actually knew You even look like him a little bit, to be bro, honest. Bro, okay, so Des Bryant. Yep. Like, obviously. Holy. He's a receiver who's definitely able to get up, get the ball, high point it, very yeah. physical, fast. Man, Great I just hands. feel sorry for Des, man. You know, obviously yeah. he played with injuries, but I, you know, I can relate, and it happens. Des is still a so great. You can athlete. relate in more ways. I than can, one. Yeah. and and you know he's battling th- other things. You know, but it's fine. But like Des, like even if he, no matter what, like he he was a dominant receiver for me, like he for more than five years. So that's oh, all yeah. that. That's all he that matters. And sure, he was actually, sure. you know, and yeah, man, that guy. Like I used to wa- love watching him play. He just played with such passion, and mm-hmm. it was always like. Nah, like, no matter what he did in that game, there was always more to be done. I yeah. like that mentality. It was yeah. always, like, he's just playing football angry, you know? Like, just yeah. with something to prove. Like, And I love that about Dez. So, I, would, I, I used to watch Dez's games all the time. Mm-hmm. Couldn't miss a game. Um, I even wore number 88. Um, yeah, when that's I played. true. Yeah, I did at one point. Um, at the Sooners, correct? I did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did at the Sooners, yeah, bro. Good yeah. memory, guy. Yeah. Good memory. Um, just because of Dez. And then another guy I used to really like watching... Randy Moss, like Randy Moss is my favorite receiver of all time. I think he's the best receiver of all time. Just not if not not based on stats, but just because of like pure dominance, right? Yeah. If you look at the leagues and you break it down, like just he was just a dominant athlete. He didn't play twenty plus years like Jerry did. Yeah. But if he did, I can assure you, he I think he would be like like right there. Like Randy Moss yeah. is a freak athlete. Have you ever seen the picture? Uh, it's Randy Moss on the sideline. He's just chilling, drinking his Gatorade. And it has one of those ESPN little bars at the bottom that has his stats. It has his picture. It says Randy Moss, number 84, three catches, 163 yards, three three touchdowns. touchdowns. I've seen that one. I've seen that game, bro. Three catches, 163 yards, three touchdowns. Never heard of that before. That's insane. Yeah. That's over 50 yards a catch. The, The closest thing to Randy Moss is like Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. In terms of a deep threat? No, no disrespect to Djax because he's a great player, but not even Djax to Randy Moss. And Moss, Moss had the ability to, he literally coined a term after yep. himself, Moss. Moss thing people. People say that to this day. Yep. I'm sure there's kids that say that, and they might not even know who Randy Moss is. That's how, it's so much bigger than just Randy Moss. You got Moss, bro. If, you, if this mic was a defender and you just take that ball away Yo. like they're a little child, and Yo. then you got to take them to daycare after. Facts. That's called a Moss. Yo, man, yeah. that's the whole thing, bro. I used to enjoy, like, that. that's so fun to me. Like, mm-hmm. that's what makes football fun, like. Yeah. Randy Moss made football fun. I tell you that right now. Like him and Ocho Cinco, and like, I mean, they do come with you know whatever baggage. Baggage for sure. But I mean, who doesn't? And like, you know what I mean? They're great athletes at the end of the, at the end of the day. So like, I enjoy watching those guys, man. Definitely Randy Moss. Um, I gotta throw in Ocho too, man. Ocho yeah, was just like, I love Ocho Cinco. Full of life, full of joy. Like he really played football. Like he really had fun playing football. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like how I. Um, I always wanted to approach the game. Like, mid-game, I could be laughing. Yeah. And not be like... <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Because at the end of the day, man, you don't want to be too serious where you're, you're forcing. It has to almost feel like it's effortless. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. that's when you play your best, man, when you're relaxed. That's when you run your fastest, when you're relaxed. 
Yeah. Same thing, right? So. And if you look at someone that, that kind of reminded me of when you said it is Curly. When oh, Curly yeah. plays, how relaxed does he look? Curly is a, he's a receiver, one of, one of our good friends. He'll be returning a punt, and he'll be running from the boundary side, which is uh, the side with less space, to mm-hmm. the field side where there's more space. And it looks like he's almost jogging, and yet he's outrunning every other player. And then he kind of nonchalantly will just cut up a gap between a couple guys. And then the next thing you know, it's an 80-yard touchdown. And it looks like he never even broke a sweat, really. That's the thing about Curly, man. Like, and I feel like the game is slow for him. Even watch, Yeah, and my yeah. first time watching Curly play, I think it was at Sir Will. I watched him play at Sir Will before I ever like saw him play in a Panthers mm-hmm. jersey. And I was like, yo. Noah Halfcanny was like, yo, this guy's the... You told me he was the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Noah we knew, we was knew like, for early. We knew for Noah early. added that extra like, yo, Curly, yeah, yeah best, the best receiver I have ever yeah. seen. I was like, okay. And Noah Halfkenny, that's our good boy. Yeah, he uh, he's a guy that can definitely. He knows a lot about sports. I could see him also yeah. starting a podcast. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Team coaching and stuff. He has a lot yeah. of knowledge. In, yeah, when it comes to sports, yeah. man, smart guy. So for him to say that about about Curly at that early stage, that was. To me, that meant a lot. And Curly, I'm sure to you, it meant a lot too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Curly didn't even have the like. Curly didn't raw. even know he had it. He was raw. But yo, I from watching him from grade nine to like now, I'm like, yo, who is this kid? Like, it's almost as if like God like just molded him and said, yo, here, run routes. Yeah. Like you're a, meant to run routes because he has a grown man chin from grown, the time he was in grade nine, bro. Even probably before, bro. His chin is like this big. His jaws like this big. <laughs> Uh, but yo, this guy, like when he runs routes, he, it literally looks effortless. And it's mm-hmm. like, almost as, you don't, I'm not jealous, but it's just like, shit, I want to look like that. Like, yeah. how smooth can you be? It's almost yeah. as if you see Chris Brown just dancing and gliding. You're like, shit, I, I want to move like that too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those. So it's cool to see, man. You know, there's so, so many, so much talent around, especially in Ottawa, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's cool, but it's, 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 it's even more special when you're able to um, witness the development and watch someone put in the work. Definitely. Uh, so, Definitely. Um, shout out to Curly, man. Uh, you know, I'm so, I'm so happy for him, man. It's, it's well deserved, y'all. I'm, like, we, we, I remember him from when we were training at like Maple Ridge. Yep. You know, me, I was you, about AK. to bring that up. Yeah, AK would come out. AK was just a little, just a little goofball at that time, and now look at him. Playing at Guelph, Guelph. yeah, man. it's crazy how time flies. Yeah. Crazy, bro. You know, so yeah, man. I enjoy I enjoy those things again. That's why I like tra- I like training with younger people too. Yeah, they just make you they re- it rejuvenates me. It makes yeah. me feel like you know. Just, you remember a time where you were at that? Yeah, stage. yo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like AK can go all day, train all day. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I could do that. Nah. Yeah, and it's it's a another <laughs> big thing for them. Yeah, it's it's big for you to look back and be able to see. Wow, I was at that stage once. I got to keep working, and it's also big for them to see you. Because think about when you were that age and when we were playing Panthers. Yeah. Whenever we had like a, a coach that was like a young guy, kind of like how I'm, I'm still a young guy, just kind of finished playing somewhat relate, recently. Yeah, yeah, you can relate to that coach. You relate yeah. to those coaches a little differently than you relate to like the older parent kind of sure, coaches. For sure. So we were talking about Coach Searle earlier. Yeah. So Coach Searle is the, the man who taught me how to STEM. Yeah. So this would, would have been in grade, between grade 10 and grade 11. Yep. You had those gridiron uh, position specifics. Yes, every Saturday. Every Saturday morning at the Dome. And Coach Searle was teaching us how to STEM. Yeah. And I remember as soon as I learned how to STEM yeah. and he showed me how to do it and he explained, uh, he explained why yeah. why we were STEMing on, on most every route. And I got it. I remember a light bulb just snapped in my head. And at that point, I think my trajectory to go into the CIS kind of started like before that. Yeah. I was okay. but You got so much better, bro. With STEMing. So for those who don't know, STEMing uh, as a receiver is something that you do. So you're covered by a defensive back. 
and they have certain leverage on you. They might yeah. be leveraged inside, which would make it harder for you to run inside and catch the ball. Or they might be leveraged outside, mm -hmm. which would make it harder for you to go outside and catch the ball. Mm -hmm. So to stem means pretty much to eliminate their leverage by running on an angle yeah. instead of running just straight. Yeah. So Creating there would there'd be times. Yeah, exactly. So there'd be times yeah. where I'd be running an in, yeah. and the defensive back would be inside leverage on me. So when I run and cut the in, he's there waiting for me. I hate that. But then Coach Cheryl taught me how to stem. So now when I run my in, I stemmed here, took away his leverage. I'm not running into him anymore. That's I'm underneath. Not. Rather yeah. than running into him on the side. So oh man, I don't even get me started. Yeah. Oh, now I'm in it. Like it's an art to run. Oh, it yeah. is, and like the best part about stemming on a dig, like digs are the best. I yeah. love that route. Like yeah. the thing is, like that's just an in. Yeah, in, in, in breaking route for those who don't know. <laughs> you just good. that stem. Once you like take away his leverage, it's literally like I'm looking at you eye to eye, and you know you have. You him. know you have him because like no matter what you do, like. You have him. Like he, he doesn't has know to where you're gonna go. The out or the in. He has to, exactly. Or he's guessing. You got a two way option, or you're going. You or I'm running by you. If we're even, if we're even, I'm gone, bro. Like what's the saying? If you know, I'm, even, if I'm we're even, even. Even. Yo, exactly. you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, man, that's the best part about stemming, man. You just once you feel like, yo, I got him. Mm -hmm. uh, then you get excited because then you're like, okay, all I gotta do is, you know, burst out of my cut, catch yep. the rock, and I'm gone. Exactly. Or you know, twenty yard gain or whatever it is. But yeah. Oh, that's that. I love that route, man. You got me hyped up by that route. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. my favorite route to run when I was playing was uh, the post route. It's kind of similar. That's you take away their 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 leverage and your head on head, or sorry, yeah. you're on their toes. Yeah. And then the way Coach Searle taught me when he uh, had taught me how to run the how to stem was you get to the top, kind of get even with him, give him a little shake to the corner, which oh, he has yeah. to respect. And then you cut back inside to the post. Clean. And it works every time. Exactly. And kind of on the note of. Of, of coaching, I remember uh, in AK, who we were talking about a little earlier, could definitely attest this to my first season coaching. Mm -hmm. I remember we had a practice and I taught I taught the receivers how to stem because I thought it was important. When I learned how to stem, it was a very big uh, stepping stone for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I taught them how to stem. And AK then, uh, he used stemming later on in the practice and he ran a post route. It was perfect. And when I watched it, it literally reminded me of when I first did it and had success. And I've said this on other podcasts. I was on the uh, It's Not That Deep podcast. Shout out to Deepak. Hey. And uh, I kind of told the same story. But to me, that's what makes coaching worth it. You you were taught something. Yeah. Then you used it. You had success with it. Pass it on to the next then generation. you pass it on through coaching yeah. to the next generation. Yeah. He uses it. He has success with it. Mm -hmm. And this would have been maybe Trickles four or down, five man. years ago. Yeah. And I saw him recently, and we both remember that clear as day like it was yesterday. And we had a little conversation about it. We both laughed about it. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty powerful. And those are moments that you don't forget, man. Like, for me, it's yeah. all about, like, why would I want to hold on to that information? Like, what exactly. is, how does that benefit me in yeah. any way, shape, or form? Like, yeah. I might as well give it to someone else who's exactly. younger, who has actually better resources. Because when we started all this cryotherapy and all these mm -hmm. things that the kids have now, we didn't have. It did not exist. So you had an injury. It was ice. You know, wake up. 8535 and get it popping. Like, yeah. very, it was really simple. And it was old school, but whatever. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I might as well give it to the kid who has it, who has the coach and who has the structure. And now they have yeah. the platform. Now it's easier to go down south. I feel like it's 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 so much easier now. It's like, yeah. come on, like kids are going down south every day. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, it's it's all about the next generation, the next man up, you know. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, that's that's the one thing about coaching that I like. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, sports, man, <laughs> it's all it's all about fun at the end of the day. You know what yeah. I mean? So I do encourage the kids to get involved in sports. Nice. Um. 
stay out of trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it also encourages you because to be to stay on top of your academics as well. So it's like they go hand in hand, which is a good thing. So exactly. you won't you can't really lose in life by playing any sports, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, Tyrone, man, it's been great to have you in. I think we ran a little over our time, yeah, which is okay. My bad. We're just having a, that's all good. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. Um, just tell the people where they can find you on social media. Oh, uh, man. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Weso, H-U-E-S-O-M, as in Madison, L as in Liar, and B as in Baller. Uh, you can find me at Weso MLB on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Literally everything. SoundCloud. Apple it's Music all the too. same name. Okay. Apple. Apple is Weso. H-U-E-S-O. Spotify. H-U-E-S-O. Um, yeah, man. It's pretty much the same on every on every platform. I like to keep it, you know. Awesome. Proper like that. So, uh, thank you guys. Thank you for having me, man. I'm Appreciate so happy it, to be a part of it, man. I'm thank looking you. forward to, you know, the next episodes. And, there we uh, go. Shout out JB of Fuego behind the camera. Thank you. All right, guys. Right. Thank you for tuning into this first episode of the Triple S Podcast. We'll be back. Yeah, it's real life, no gimmick.